man who has begotten a child is a father. A man who has begotten a child, who has sired a child, is a father. The first person of the Christian Trinity is the father. A male ancestor more remote than a parent is called a forefather. One related to another in a way paralleling or suggesting the relationship of father to child. Some of us call that a father figure. A father figure. A male relative who assumes the rights and obligations as well as the title of a father. Some of us know this man as grandfather. Some of us may even know him as uncle. One who is the revered guide or most notable influence in another's spiritual, intellectual, or artistic development. Some of us know this man as a spiritual father. A spiritual father. And these fathers play different positions within the tribe. The forefathers, the grandfathers, the biological fathers, the father figures, the spiritual fathers. My childhood hurt me being, you know, put up for adoption and being in a foster home. Had I really dealt with it seriously or did I just in my mind say that it wasn't an issue and tried to move forward? And that was the case. Mm -hmm. Mentally, I was trying to say that it was done, but emotionally, it wasn't gone because certain things would come up and it would trigger that memory of something that happened then. And then I would find myself getting, you know, depressed or upset or start eating or just doing anything to, quote unquote, take my mind off of it. But it was just making the situation worse because I never talked about it. During my childhood, I had, you know, I put on this front like I wasn't hurt by the fact that I didn't know who my dad was or the fact that my mom told me to my face that she didn't want me. So when people would bring it up and suggest that I go to a therapist, I had trust issues. So I didn't want to talk to anybody about it because I didn't think no one would understand. So in me trying to avoid having to go talk to someone, I put on this front like I was fine, that it didn't bother me, that I wasn't upset so that people would leave me alone. All through my childhood, all the way even to my adulthood, I have done that. Within the last three years is when I have been able really to get to a point to openly talk about it. I was always the strong one. I was always the stronghold. And I used to tell people I didn't think I had any emotions or feelings because I wouldn't cry for certain things or I wouldn't show emotions for certain things where they're in front of people. But behind closed doors, I'm breaking down, I'm bawling, I'm crying. Now, you're raising two sons yourself. So what is your experience of raising these two young men or young boys to become young men? It's been challenging. I've been dealing with some challenges and it's very difficult. And like I said, I want to try and come up with ways that would help future families and their families to be better than what mine was. And I'm sure others have been as well. Mm -hmm. So that was the point of my whole idea is to try and teach them to be more responsible. Because, you know, we, we currently have, as men, we somewhat have a mentality that isn't working. It's working against us, I believe, as mm-hmm. far as when children are born. Mm-hmm. This has become a huge issue for me because it affects these children. It's affected me. I still struggle with not having the father and then trying to get an understanding of who I am. Mm-hmm. And I still struggle with it. My lady now helped me come to a little bit of understanding of some of my issues. She told me a while back that I have trust issues. Mm-hmm. 
And I never really understood where that came from. And I believe it's from, you know, what this conversation that we're having today. It's been challenging for me to try and get them in the right space to do the right thing to, quote unquote, step up and be the fathers that they need to be. Right. Because there's a lot of challenges out there for them facing them. A lot of challenges for both the fathers and the sons, because where whatever space you don't feel in their lives, there are other people out there who will play the father role for them. And some of those people are not people you want your son to be your sons to be modeling their lives after. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. I have two sons. Their ages are, are big differences. My, my firstborn is 20 years old right now. Mm-hmm. And I expressed to him growing up, listen, be selective with whom you're with. Mm-hmm. He, he has no children. I'm thankful for that right now because I'm, I'm like, you know, I want you to get married. I want you to find a woman that you can see yourself being with for the rest of your life so that when you have children, you will be there on a daily basis and you can help that young child grow. Mm-hmm. And I've been teaching him that since he was about probably seven or eight years old. Like, listen, you don't have to be with every woman you think looks good. You don't have to do that. Because, you know, some, you know, situations don't always work out. And sometimes who you think you want to be with, you know, it doesn't pan out. But if you're more selective, you'll decrease that. Those problems will decrease if you're more selective with who you decide to be with. And that's one thing I would like to say, you know, to the ladies, if you have sons, teach him to be very selective with whom he decides to have a relationship with. That would kind of help in the long run with this situation. Amen to that, brother. Now, let's talk about the teaching. Let's talk about the teaching because you have a 20 year old son. And and at some point, if it has not already happened, when you talk about communication and teaching at some point in every man's life, he's going to want to know and understand the relationship that his father had and has with his mother. If you grow up in a house like I did, you can see a lot of that because they are together and you witness it day in, day out. If one of the parents is removed from that situation, you don't really see it. You begin to make up stories in your mind about what this relationship is like. And what do you think about telling that story to your son, both of your sons someday? I think about it all the time. And I think I'm just going to try to be frankly honest and how everything transpired. Honestly, I'm still going to have that conversation with my parents. I right, still haven't had that yet. Right, very important. I still haven't. I've gotten two different stories, and I still need to straighten that out because it's, it's had a dramatic effect on me. Mm-hmm. So, and I think with my son, when he's ready to have that conversation, I think I just have to be completely honest on what exactly happened because my firstborn, it was a one-night stand type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that I just have to be honest about that and just try to hopefully, you know, he'll ask me questions and, and we can come to some type of understanding on what's happened because of that. Don't look for love from nobody. Find yourself to love. Find yourself to love. Don't look for love from nobody. Find yourself to love. 